Check on your trackies and make a cuppa. Time for Matt and Alex's bottomless brunch. Well, howdy there. Yeah, this is something new, isn't it? This is it. It is a Monday, but uh, despite the sound of my voice and Matt O'Kine's voice, we are not here, if that yes. makes sense. Um, a lot of Australia is celebrating the Queen's birthday right now. Two states not, Queensland and WA. But, yeah. uh, you know, because <laughs> the other states, the- we're all here together. We're at the Buckingham Palace and it's, yes. it is kicking off out in the Corgi kennels right now. Things are absolutely... You know, you know, Charles is there. He's doing limbo at the moment. Uh, what else have Shot, we got? A few, few shotguns, a few keys in the <laughs> bottom of the can. Just chug-a-luggin'. Oh, Harry, Harry, you could tell he wishes he was back here, wasn't he? But he did get rid of the royal family just but, in time for the party. Seriously, just like when uh, any public holiday, this is all day breakfast and we've, uh, you know, we've got reduced staff. Today, you know, the uh, so it's just Alex and I. Exactly right. And so, uh, unfortunately, we cannot come up with the amount of content that you need and, let's be face it, deserve uh, for a public holiday. And so what we thought we'd do here is a little bit of a, uh, a degustation menu of some of the uh, highlights of our first month on air because we've been doing all-day breakfast for a month, every Monday to Friday, and uh, if you miss the start, it can be difficult, like a skipping rope going around to sort of jump in at the right time. And so we thought if you uh, listen to this one, you sh- you're all set to go for all day breakfast for the rest of the year. Yeah. Now, uh, this is not your complete get out of jail free card. There's heaps <laughs> of stuff that you have missed out on. Uh, and we will be conducting a test at the end of the <laughs> semester about what you uh, what you need and need to know. But I uh, know this is really it's been really really fun, Alex Dyson, to uh, to launch this podcast. Have so much great feedback from you listening. Uh, we thank you so much for enjoying uh, what we've been doing. So hopefully you enjoy this little look back as well. Indeed. Uh, let's jump into it right now uh, with where it all began. I mean, I remember it was. Sort of nine months ago now, we climbed the mountain to visit the podcast sensei um, just to get some advice on starting up podcasts again, Matt. And uh, he taught us everything he knew. Hello, it's it's Matt and Alex here. Is that podcast sensei? Uh, uh, Hello? What time is it? Um, oh, it's, it's all sensei, we have breakfast whenever, whenever the listener wants to listen as what time it is. Oh, that's right. Great. You've passed the first test. <laughs> Correct. It is always today in podcast world. So, oh, sensei. Very good, boys. Very good. Oh, we haven't interrupted anything, have we, podcast sensei? Again, the second rule of podcasting it's on demand, therefore, cannot interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but we're inadvertently uh, acing this test. This is incredible. I here I was thinking that you had just put down the the, the Gatorade saxophone because that's what it sounds like. But anyways, <laughs> you obviously <laughs> have uh, have just been. Yeah. I'm sure it's a microphone of some sort that you've just put down. Very um, good. You passed the third test. Uh, always. Have a microphone, young man, because for now, life is content. Indeed. Now, podcast said, I know we only get one one official question of you per day. And, oh, and we're going to ask. Really? You've passed three tests already. <laughs> and so, dare I ask for the golden rule of podcasting? What is the golden rule? Very good. You've passed the fourth test. Never stop asking questions. <laughs> that is the golden rule of podcasting. You will go far, boys, and thank you will always get better. Thank you, Podcast thank Sensei, you. for your time. And thank, thank you, you Hamish Blake, um, <laughs> for repassing on your details. Oh, yes, you ever that guy. Talk to I the, know the many, students. many podcasters. <laughs> what, what I do was not he, play favourites. What was he like when he was training underneath you? Sloppy. Very sloppy. Not very good at passing tests. And you guys, on the other hand, four from four. Podcast Sensei is proud of you. Thank you, Podcast Sensei. Hopefully we'll thank talk to you, you again soon. You never know. <laughs> Goodbye. Where, um, where are you going to now, Podcast Sensei? It's, uh, no, it's already finished. Fifth, fifth rule. Take your natural out. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Sorry, Sensei. Matt and Alex's 
bottomless brunch. The best of all day breakfast. Replayed it for your listening pleasure. Matt O'Kine, I know you're a purveyor of the arts. Big fan. Big, big fan. Big fan of it. Are you going to be getting involved in uh, Spencer Tunick's latest exhibition? Does Spencer Tunick do the uh, do the nude the nude ones? He most certainly does. Um, completely against the law these days, gathering thousands of people to lay down naked in you know whether it's Sydney Opera House in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower everywhere around the world. He's his his business model is kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been affected more than most when it comes to putting together his exhibitions. But like many people. Old Spencer is taking his artistry online and is uh, currently recruiting probably about 100 Australians for a nude photo shoot inspired by coronavirus and social isolation. Here is Mr Tunic talking a little bit about it. I'm going to use different video conferencing platforms to work within grids. So 49 people, 100 people, and hopefully it'll work. I will orchestrate people into different positions the same way that I've done it in public space, but we're all quarantined and we're all isolated. I'm looking for people that want to make art in this time of social distancing. Hashtag send nudes. No, what he's doing, he's getting these <laughs> this, people. And it looks like, you remember when you first did that pretend someone's hugging you and kissing you from behind and you rub your hands school, behind yes. you? Yeah, so you're making out with someone, yeah. There's a few naked people in the imagery I've seen doing that, basically. So you can't really see any bits. You just see a nude back and some hands coming around from from behind. So that's what he's what he's putting together. Um, so if you'd like to be involved, I'm sure you can Google... Um, Nude people, and um, you should, you should, should be the first first hit. Would, would you do it? Um, no, I've never been. I've never been um, uh, inspired to do the nude. No one in the art. I'm not even. A, I mean, I'm not a nude sender either. I was never was. I've never sent know? a nude. No, I've neither. never sent a nude. No, you would. It's. I'm too. I mean, my thing's too recognisable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the, the birthmark of Jesus gives it away that... <laughs> yeah, it, the weeping. People thought that was a miracle. Um, <laughs> wait. No, no but I've never done it. I've never done we it. Were intending, also, but I, I've never said to nude. I, was, I, I remember one time I, was, I accidentally opened my camera while in the nude and I saw, you know, sort of like what watching live like. what it would look like. Awful. I can't say oh, that. Disc- I mean, the I can barely make my face look decent, in the, <laughs> you know, with good lighting, let alone that absolute mess down there. My Lord. Anyway, <laughs> um, but you, you had to do nude scenes for your TV I show, did, The I Other d- Guy. I, I did, I did. I do have, um, yeah, the show, my show, The Other Guy. You, but the thing is, you don't think of, that you're going to... Be actually nude, you know. In when you're writing it, you're like, "Oh yeah, these two people wake yeah. up. They've obviously had sex, and they're in bed." And you just and think the, that that's the, what the it is. The woman puts her uh, sheet over the breasts, and the man has it down because male nipples are not offensive. You know, yeah, it's just so, convenient. So convenient. And then suddenly you're on you're in on set, and and the director's like, "Well, time to do that scene," and you're like, "But I, I'm." It's cold, and there's a lot of people that I don't know here because you know, on TV, you, you're you're working with, um, you know, you sometimes you'll meet the, the the sound guy on the day, yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 and suddenly they're they're it's real creepy because you're but, pretending to be nude and or having sex, and and they're like there's like people hiding in the room, so watching like you. a lot of people on sets, but you don't actually have to go fully nude. They give you a little bag to hide your um your best boy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something really snug. Like I thought it was going to be like a, you know, because because girls wear like a, um, uh, it would be like a big band aid, basically. <laughs> like that's kind of what it is, just like a giant band aid. Yeah, and that's very wait, wait, wait. fitted. Is it- obviously, it's like right, you know. And yes. are they made specifically for that or do you adapt like bandaging or plaster and just you skin coloured for that? Or can you literally go to a movie shop and purchase genital hiding band-aid material? Well, that, the thing is, I for a guy, they just give you a little, do you know, it's like looks like an earrings bag, you know, with the little drawstrings <laughs> on either side. And it just looks like you've kind of just got to dip everything in and then just sort of like choke it out. Like you just like... <laughs> 
yank the string on either side and then just like, yeah. Like and you're it, uh, it, putting some gold aside for the king to, like uh, to pay him off in the back room like or something. Like you needed to submit in the, in the octagon, you know what I mean? Like it's like you're just like, ah, and you're choking it out. And, um, and, then, and then it's sort of just like all in there. But I tell you what, I've done two, two seasons of The Other Guy, right? And um, season one... The, the the costume department, makeup team, the makeup team sort of do it. Mm. Um, th- season two, th- I, I they were expecting more from me. Um, <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> there was, well, they were like, here's your, ba- you know, bag. Oh, and I was okay. Like, okay. What, what, is, what am I putting? Is this, is this airport luggage? I mean, how much? <laughs> How much room do I need? Yeah, there was a lot of real were, estate. I needed to thought, fold it in half, Alex. I needed to fold it in half. So wait, they thought that you were checking in baggage, and you thought you you were you were only carrying on, or what? They thought they they thought I was delivering presents all around the world in one <laughs> night. That's how big the damn sack they gave me was. <laughs> you got to fit a hundred dicks in it. <laughs> Every dick in the world could have had a had a four hundred and fifty square meter block in this bag. Could have pulled him on out uh, <laughs> all the way to the ceiling. Well, anyway, <clears throat> the good news is if you do want to be involved in in Spencer's artwork, um, but you are a little bit bashful, Matt. You've got a, a spare pouch that you can you could lend a, a one of All Day Breakfast's finest listeners. Yeah, if you're looking for a penis pouch or just a sleeping bag. <laughs> this is Matt and Alex's bottomless brunch. All the best bits from the all-day breakfast show out of the Tupperware, reheated and served up again for your listening pleasure. Like a lot of sports, Formula E, car racing uh, events have been cancelled. Virtual racing has taken over because they can't do the real racing due right. to the coronavirus pandemic. So they've, uh, they've turned to recruiting, you know, these famous drivers to sit at home in in virtual sort of rigged up machines and basically play video games that are, you know, a virtual version of these races that are at actual tracks using, you know, actual cars, etc. Right. So as if it was Formula 1, it could be Sebastian Vettel playing, you know, Forza Motorsport against Daniel Ricciardo from home. Absolutely. And they and, put and it the on tracks- the Albert Park track and they go, who's the, who's the best here? Absolutely, and so uh, there was a there was a race on the weekend uh, called the Race at Home Challenge, and it was supported by UNICEF, and uh, it had drivers from all around the world helping to raise money for the cause, all fighting it out to become uh, the best on the day. And there's been some controversy because a uh, one of the drivers, Daniel Abd, was uh, disqualified. He finished third. Turns out he'd been cheating. He'd gotten a stand-in driver a professional gamer to sit in his car instead of him playing. Two things about that. One, you know, getting someone else to do your dirty work, not on. Two, the guy came third. He's a professional <laughs> gamer. He couldn't even beat these other race car drivers. It must be pretty transferable skills to be able to um, drive in the real cars and then get behind the uh, the wheel of the uh, the virtual one. Well, a lot of the drivers saying it's, it's nowhere near as easy as they thought it would be. That it is actually quite sort of realistic, and mm. it's been re- it's been probably one of the most popular sport adaptations that we've found. But the race organisers um, apparently they uh, they cross referenced IP addresses and found that Abd was not the IP address behind the wheel. Right. I would have thought, like, you know, he was if he was having a bit of a joke, like, try and get a professional game to do it, they might have caught him out because he put it on social media, like, ha-ha, guess who's actually racing no, for me? No, it's he, a bit of fun. He just he literally... Cu- he cut his screen, so he turned his... He had his camera off during the race, and, and a couple of the drivers are like, I don't reckon that's him. I don't reckon he's <laughs> the person behind the wheel. Uh, got him with the old switcheroo. That's a cheap move to have someone impersonate you. I know. Just because you're playing video games and no one can see your face does not mean that you should be able to tag yourself out for someone better. Exactly. It's like you've signed up for a job, you can at least show up to do it. Yeah, I mean, wait, what? You know, I'm just saying that the least you can do is show up. Yeah. Good. That's right. We agree then. Anyway, let's move on to the results from the latest talkback. Uh, what's your favourite nip vegetable? Uh, parsnip took a good early lead, but there's some last-minute votes for turnip. It's going to be pretty close when it uh, all comes through. Whoa, whoa, okay, sorry. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Matt? Yeah? Matt O'Kine. Yeah, it's me. 
The crumb. Are you sure? Because I could swear your voice sounds a bit different. Also, that's a suspiciously good talkback topic, so I'm just getting the feeling that... What? That you've swapped yourself out. Don't be ridiculous. I'd never do that. I'm here for the long haul. Brisbane represent 4068, man. Well, good. Me either. Good. So anyway, as I was saying, some last-minute votes for turnip means it's neck and neck. Oh, you could say nip and nip. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. I mean... In fact, you've only got three more hours left to vote, so take out your official all-day breakfast veggie versus veggie app and be sure... Hold up. Alex, you sound different. No, I don't know what you're talking about. You're not allowed to get a professional to fill in for you, you know. Well, you're not allowed to get a professional to fill in for you either, Matt. So I guess we're both... Even? No, just both Both, both yeah, Even in not doing it. We haven't done anything. Yeah, exactly. Both so just e- your regular Matt and Alex, yes. all day breakfast. Mm-hmm. This is a, just a normal, another normal episode of the podcast. Yep. Feels good. Loving it. Love that. The, the veggie thing's a great idea. All day breakfast. Sometimes it just tastes better the second time around. This is the best of all day breakfast. Reheated in the microwave for you to enjoy. Matt and Alex's bottomless brunch. James from the sunny coast is with us right now. Hello, James. Hey, how are you? Not too bad. I mean, Matt and and I (laughs) thought we had eventful weekends, my friends. I've still got a splinter in my thumb. Uh, Matt himself uh, hailed a hero up for a bravery award because he put out a little... Baking paper fire after re- using and reusing the same paper fire. That's so too, that's, that's deadly. Too long, but yeah. it's it seems as if you could trump us both. What's going on? We uh, I think we're about ten hours into our labour at the moment. Oh, are you going to be a dad? Oh, I am a dad, but not this, this is a new one. So You're going to be a double dad. Triple yeah. dad. Yeah. Quadruple yeah, dad. How many times have you done it before? Uh, just once before. Just okay. Once before. All right. So, so, so. I mean, you use the word. You say we are. You know, ten hours into a labour. Yeah. Generally, uh, one party does a bit more work, but I have. You know, I've definitely been a birthing partner as well. It's, it's, it's not easy. Oh. So you're at the stage in labour. I'm just trying to get this right. You're at the stage um, where you've got time to go out and talk to breakfast yeah. radio hosts. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, to be fair, I had to have a nap before. <laughs> well, but... you would have been tired, wouldn't yeah. you, James, from a very big day? You'd be so doing a lot of hard work. Uh, but please yeah. tell us how your lovely partner is going. She's going all right, yeah. She's she's going good. She's a champion. We're yep. uh, we're watching Monk at the moment on Amazon. <laughs> oh, so nice throwback. We're just, uh, yeah. <laughs> is she there? Uh, yeah, i grab it. Hold on a sec. Okay. Are we about to talk? Hey, God. Are we talking to are someone we... who's in labour right now? Great. Hi. Hello. Oh, so, hello. Hi. Sorry, um, I, we didn't get your name before. I Rebecca. Re- so Rebecca, this is um, this is unprecedented territory for us. So, um, are you having a baby right now, Rebecca? Yeah, I'm bouncing on a birthing ball. Oh my oh goodness! Oh my god! This is incredible stuff. So, and how is it going so far? Um, painful but good. Oh, goodness me. So 10 hours in, I am absolutely ignorant to all of this. When do they officially start the stopwatch on labour? What needs to happen to get that starter's pistol going? Uh, I think you've got to wait about 24 hours, so <laughs> we've still got a little while to go. So, so that's not water's breaking yet, or, or anything like that? The water's broken, yeah. We're just uh, we're just doing a bit of TV. Okay, so you're at home still? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Have well, you got the TENS machine out or anything? Are you... Uh... You know, trying um, to distract them. Uh, the heat packs and a and a hot shower. Just trying to breathe through them at the moment. Yeah. What What's happening on Monk at the moment, Rebecca? <laughs> He's in protective custody at the moment, naturally. Mm. Okay, oh. fair enough. There's a murder across the lake. Oh, who got <laughs> who got murdered? What's up, dude? You know how it is. Do you know my partner went through uh, most of labour um, listening to um, Case File podcast? Oh. Uh, so, I mean, whatever gets you through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Rebecca, the only thing I know about labour is literally people screaming, lying down, saying the baby's coming, going off, hitting their part, you know, sweat dripping down their faces. Um, is You've had a child before? Is that what's coming up? She's just in a contraction, so she can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. um, This is uncharted waters. 
Horus here, Matt. I feel completely out of my depth. I feel bad for even having Rebecca on the phone. I feel that this is... (laughs) Rebecca, I feel like... uh, Are you sure you want to talk to us right now? Um, Yeah. (laughs) So how is this? Is it any different to the first labour that you have went through with your first child? Um, My first labour was a lot faster, so this one's a bit more prolonged. What's James done that you found really helpful or has uh, kind of, you know, annoyed you? (laughs) Um, It's helpful when he rubs my back for me um, and it's annoying when the lights and music and everything gets turned on. (laughs) All right, so too much shouting and yelling and different voices coming at you could be more on the annoying side of things. He's having a rave while while you're going through labour. I mean, I remember um, a friend of mine was saying that she was in labour... and her and her partner um, just walked into the birthing suite, just eating a curry for lunch, and she was like, "Get out now!" So uh, it's good that James is doing the right things um, by you. But this is incredible stuff. I feel like we should almost do a, um, a all-day breakfast filibuster where we refuse to leave your side until we all get through this together, Rebecca, would you like us to hold your hand through this whole process or is it better to check in with you later in the week and make sure it's all gone okay? Uh, yeah, it might be a bit awkward. <laughs> so uh, before we let you go, names, what are we thinking? <laughs> Matt, Alex? We're thinking the middle name, hashtag Matt and Alex all day breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, hashtag second middle name, Woods is the goods. So, yeah, uh, great. Yeah, fair enough. Double barrel. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. We wish you all the best. What a lovely moment to be a part of. James, keep rubbing that back, mate. And uh, no. all the best for you, Rebecca. Cheers, guys. Thanks for that. Congratulations. Thanks. This is Matt and Alex's Bottomless Brunch. The best bits from The Daily Show, thrown together and shaken like a bag of mixed lollies. New episodes Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Finding out your juice has been one of my favourite parts of this week. Um, ever since Alicia from WA got sprung, <laughs> drinking her smoothies from a disused jar of jalapenos, thinking that she drank the jalapeno juice. We've been finding out juice pride. What secondary juice is your favourite? Matt O'Kine, um, some great calls earlier in the week. Feta, yeah. Feta brine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you say it like that, it don't sound good, does it? We've had, uh, we've had salad dressing, leftover salad juice being drunk from a lettuce chalice. <laughs> Yeah, it's been uh, pretty funny stuff. And we thought, given that they were still coming in on matt.n.alex on Instagram, that we would uh, take a few more calls, find out Australia's favourite secondary juice, Australia's favourite non-juice juice. Uh, and Andrew from Brisbane is on the phone now. Good day, Andrew. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Now, Andrew, we're good. Did you drink the juice or did you spot someone else drinking their juice? I witnessed someone else drinking some odd juice, yeah. Okay. What, what was their juice? Asparagus spears. Asparagus spear juice. Okay, so mm. obviously picking that one up from the canned produce aisle, um, as in were you at their house and they were making some, you know, fried asparagus or what was going on? No, I was um, at the supermarket with the girlfriend and she went in to grab something quickly, so I was just waiting outside the registers and um, I saw a, a young girl and her mum walk out and as, as they were walking out, the girl had her... Um, jar of uh, asparagus and she, as soon as they walked through she cracked the lid and started sipping on it like it was a coke <laughs> oh, just Wait. hoping it had the wide mouth like a solo can just absolutely crushing her thirst with a <laughs> so did it even wait asparagus. to get home before no. slamming back some asparagus spear juice <laughs> straight into it i was looking around being like is anyone else seeing this what what is happening right now now i'm assuming it had an easy open lid and you didn't see a walk out with the can opener just <laughs> you know no, opening just, it up as she walked along no i just twisted and and got stuck in you know Gracious. it never ceases to amaze me how quickly asparagus goes through you <laughs> you know like so i don't know what kind of magical sense the uh, the juice is going to give to you, your urine, but uh, I know the product, it, it really changes things up very quickly. Goodness me. Right. So it didn't pique your curiosity and you started having a go, see what all the fuss was about there, Andrew? 
No, I have I haven't tried it. I'll leave that up, yeah, up to that girl. She prob- can she can stick with that. Probably a good call there, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. We've also got James from Newcastle. Hello, James. Hi there. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, what's your juice? Um, well, it's not my juice actually. It was a housemate of mine. Tell us all about it. What quenched that um, first? Yeah, so uh, my housemate would make his uh, weekly sandwiches to take to work, a delicious combination of avocado and tuna. But um, once he would finish the tin of tuna, he would tip the juice into a cup and slurp it up whole. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he would tip it into a cup? Yes. A he wouldn't even tip vessel. it out of the tin. <laughs> He wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, so he really gross. needed Drinking that it from juice. the tin's gross. Yeah. Well, because because if it's from the tin, it's just brine. But if it's from a exactly. glass, then it's juice. You know what I mean? Exactly. That, wow. He was making it refined. Do we? Wow. Because Brian's salty. He's drinking seawater. Why does he take a cup down the beach and just fill up on that as well? No, because it wasn't tuna flavoured. Of course, yeah, fair of course. enough. <laughs> just very faint, just a real faint scent. Did, um, did you ever? Did you ever dabble? Did he ever turn to you and sort of say, uh, "You want, you want a little sip"? Uh, he definitely offered it to me, but I'm pretty sure I gagged every time just watching him do it. So well, I definitely did not have a taste myself. Next time, oh, James, enough. feel free to have a sip because we are celebrating Juice Pride here. Be proud of your juices. And um, that method is going to be tested uh, very much from his next call. Uh, James from Newcastle, tell us about your housemate. Uh, yes. So um, it's actually my fiancé. Oh, that, um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the other night we come across this conversation from your podcast and um, – she um, came up with the – she likes to uh, dabble in the old cook chook juice from the <laughs> bottom of the bag. <laughs> so okay. does she drink it directly from the chook bag or does she <gasps> Transfer it into, into a, a glass a... like our yeah. heart <laughs> She actually gets the um, jalapeno jar and pours it into that. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Give a little bit of spice to it as well. Yeah, now, exactly. Look, Did, when you when you're talking cooked chook juice, you, there is a fine line between cooked chook juice and soup. Really, <laughs> that's a bro- yeah. that's a broth right there. Yeah, well, she she tried to uh, convince me that it's just like a chicken stock, but um, I wasn't too convinced. It won't be catching me chucking a straw in there anytime soon. <laughs> Yeah, because I've seen, you know, we've all seen someone drink the juice from a chicken noodles, you know. Mm, so yeah, what's to yeah, say drinking wrong. juice direct from the bag carcass is uh, <laughs> any worse than that? Um, did you walk in on her doing this at some point or was this just something that uh, came up in conversation? No, this is just something that came up from conversation. So I don't, I've never caught her. I'm yet to, yet to okay. be a witness. And so are you Ooh. rethinking the wedding plans or...? <laughs> Uh, look, maybe not. But. I'm on her side, to be honest. I absolutely love the sound of that. A bit of ch- cooked chook juice into a glass with a few uh, Parsons Nose ice cubes. <laughs> well, on oh, the rocks. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you might change my mind, actually. That's not bad. Oh, okay, well, uh, appreciate that. Um, thank you very much for chatting to us, Daniel, and telling us about your partner's juice. While Matt and Alex enjoy an extra serving of bacon at their local cafe, you long weekend. These are some of their best bits. Matt and Alex's bottomless brunch. Do you think you're going to have kids, Alex Tyson? Oh, man. Um, uh, I don't know, Matt O'Kine, to be honest. Um, I'm trying not to at the moment. But Fair enough, using all, <laughs> using all of the measures necessary. Yeah, to, you know, uh, I've given myself a, uh, a bonk ban until uh, kids <laughs> <laughs> become... Until you're responsible enough to look after a small person. Tell you what, it's a job that never stops. All right. I'll tell you that much. Yep. Um, I'm learning that day by day. You find you, yourself I, doing... Well, I feel I took care of you for three years on Triple J, so... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you come into the, came into the studio barely walking. <laughs> Couldn't tell the time the entire, <laughs> the entire time we were there. So Just it is... Bab- I do have babbling s- nonsense half the time as well. So I do have uh, some experience, but... Yeah, you find yourself doing things you never thought you would do, you know? Or even just say the other day. Are you one of those parents who, because I, I watch parents and I realise that their their grossness um, filter, whatever it is, just goes out the window. Like there's 
there's food around baby's lips and they'll wipe it off with a finger and, and eat it. And I'm oh, like, I eat you'd... stuff that has been chewed. So, like, <laughs> the other day I was like, lean back, there's curry in your neck. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, that, I, I'm like, I would never, why am I saying that? But, um, but. Hey, what, you just, you'd suck to the curry out like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> You scrape it with a spoon along the crease I and then want, just sort of... <laughs> I want to suck your muscle, man. <laughs> so anyways, look, um, my beautiful little daughter, Sophia, she's 14 months old. She's been... She she, she came down with a little bit of a fever Uh-oh. a couple of days ago. Yeah, you know, obviously you jump to the worst possible conclusions of this, you know, certainly in this climate as well. Absolutely, but there, yeah. There's no, there's no bad symptoms other than just she's just been a little bit hot and not even extremely hot, just a little bit over... Over regular heat. Anyways, she's and how got, do you do? Is that the field test? Is there a regular oh, parental thing where you measure other, every night? You know what? Fourteen month olds they don't want to sit still while you take their temperature. You know, uh, so you're doing a big song and dance in front of them. You're showing them books while your partner's ramming this little tiny metal proddy thing into their arm, and they're going. Nah, nah. Anyways, okay, so that's hard <laughs> enough. That's hard enough. But she's got a bit of a temperature, um, but she's also got a bit of a sort of redness around her cheeks. We can feel teeth coming through her gums, Uh so she's probably just teething. I remember how annoying getting your adult teeth was. Hated that. Well, that's it. Getting teeth for the first time. So then in my my partner's mother's group, someone said, oh, yeah, we thought our daughter had had, was teething because she had a fever and everything as well, but turned out she actually had a UTI, right? (gasps) And so... Suddenly we're like, oh, maybe she's got a UTI. So we're a little bit worried. We call up the doctor. The doctor's like, yeah, look, it could be that, but it also couldn't be. But if you are worried, it's better to be safe than sorry. So, yeah, all you have to do is um, is just – because, you know, if, if an adult has a UTI, they just say, hey, I've got these symptoms. The doctor goes, cool, it's probably a UTI. Babies can't say symptoms like that. So then suddenly <laughs> – I, I should hope not. <laughs> so the doctor's like, so just come pick up a cup and, you know, your daughter will have to just – you'll have to collect some urine from her, right? <laughs> now – I don't know whether you've ever had to collect urine from a 14-month-old person, but it is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever, ever had to do in my life. Because you can't just say, hey, we, we into this cup. You can't, They don't understand. So I'll leave you to it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll just turn my back while you yeah. do your thing. Screw the lid on tightly, please. I don't want any on my fingers. And I'll drop it at the doctor's. Nah, none of that. All right. Oh, my so, God. For two hours. Is there, right? a, is there a YouTube tutorial? Is there something? Because these days it's something for Or do you have to just work this out yourself? So both of us have cups, various different <laughs> cups in our hands. Literally following our daughter's footsteps all through the house, just every time she stops, we're diving under with a cup, just wait, <laughs> pleading. We're reading her books and and like and and I'm I'm making noises like we I'm I'm going pshh, whish, I'm taking her over to the tap. I'm turning on the tap. To, water's pouring out of it. My partner and I both needed to go to the toilet because of this. We're like we're we're talking about weeing so much, and she's just. And eventually we had we couldn't help it. Like we're just sitting on the on the on the um you know carpet. Mm. We're, we're we're begging that our daughters can just wee on the carpet. We don't care. We're just like, please <laughs> just wee somewhere. What you'll soak it out and then but wring please, a sponge no, just, into a cup. Just she's walking around no pants on. We're just like, please just wee in this cup. And so we're following two hours. I'm not exaggerating. Two hours. We're crawling on the floor, following our daughter with a cup. Eventually. We, we just start laughing because it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, we've, we've gone through all of the feelings, the frustrations. <laughs> we've had small arguments about who, when, to where to be hold, standing with the cup. No, you should be holding it from the front and the back, go around here. And then eventually we're laughing and then suddenly she does the smallest wee. Like, it's a, such a small wee, but neither of us are there. My partner grabs a cup, literally dives. Like David across, Boone at Silly Point. It, yeah, this should have been in a KFC classic catch, I'll tell you that much. She dives. Most of it goes all over the carpet and just the smallest of drops gets into the cup. But it's enough. It's enough. It was a truly it's, classic that's catch. That's all you needed. Like, 
from the slips, Corden. I swear <laughs> to God, they would replay this on Nine's World of Sport forever. And it was all we needed. One tiny little drop. And the doctor tested? Nah. Not a UTI. That's fine. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks. Back to square one with rashes, carpet right. burn on my knees and cups right. <laughs> around my house. Matt and Alex's Bottomless Brunch, the best of all-day breakfast, replated for your listening pleasure. Now, if you're interested in the news, you probably have uh, your various media sites, day in, day out, uh, always showing the headlines. I mean, so much stuff going on around the world, Alex Dyson. There is uh, tensions building with China. Mm, that's been happening. Um, people getting kicked out of MasterChef. <laughs> I mean, both of them on par. Trump's taking malaria medication. I don't know what's going on there. Ellen in the news again today, doing stuff. Restrictions are getting changed. People are doing tests for COVID. But you've got to look at the heavy hitting news to really understand where the world is at at the moment. And we do know that you download uh, All Day Breakfast in order to be kept abreast of the major issues facing us here in Australia. And, you know, with schools going back, restrictions being eased, uh, it should be a very happy time for students uh, wandering back onto school premises. But... In Devonport, Tasmania, that may not be the case. Uh, we've got a reporter live on the scene, uh, Kynan. He's 25 years old. He's from Devonport. Hey, mate, how are you going? Oh, yeah, very well, boys. How about yourselves? Look, we're going okay. Worrying reports coming out of uh, northwest Tassie, though. Please let us know uh, what's been happening in your town. Well, very worrying reports on a national news scale, but at a local scale, this is classic East Devonport behaviour. <laughs> Okay, so, so this is a pretty typical afternoon for Devonport. classic Devonport, East Devonport behaviour. Okay, so tell us what happened when you were driving past uh, East Devonport well, Primary School. So I was just driving past uh, East Devonport Primary School on my way to my favourite butchers and uh, happened to glance past at the local primary school and got welcome back CUNTs. <sighs> Okay, so... On the message board there. On their board, that's usually welcoming all the students back to the school that everybody can see on the main road of East Devonport driving Ooh. in and out. Okay, so Absolutely usually everybody. it's like school fates this January. Yeah, um, that's it. Come and see the school musical <laughs> on this date. Uh, Congrats to all our students who picked up prizes at the Year 7 Awards. <laughs> that kind of thing. And today <laughs> it was... exactly it. Welcome back. See you next Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And if you want me to, I can paint paint the picture a little bit more of the East Devonport situation, if you'd like. Okay, oh, so are you... Yeah, because we're everyone's wondering what's going on. The face, You know, there was a Facebook post letting people know that they were very upset with what's happened. What, what what's do you put it down tea, to? Mate? What's the tea? The, what's the tea? <laughs> no, what's, what's the tea? Sorry, it's a, it's a cool oh, neck slang. Oh, okay. I still don't like, get what you mean. What's the tea? Okay. <laughs> Look, never mind. What's been happening in East Devonport? Tell us how this has unfolded oh, for yeah, you. Okay, I feel you. All right. No worries. We'll just set the scene a little bit. It's a classic stereotypical neighbourhood in uh, backwards Tasmania where there's uh, backy bongs in grandma's backyard, teenage pregnancies, two bikey joints about 500 metres away from the schools anyways. <laughs> but it's a pretty classy area. So yeah. Okay. Okay, so so this was this is basically like a greeting card. Uh, Absolutely, for, this is standard. Okay, so um, tell me about East Devonport. Um, is there a big rivalry between East Devonport and West Devonport? Yes, there actually is a massive one because that's probably East Devonport's biggest. I don't know thing to look at is a football ground there where there's mm. COVID testing being done at the moment. Actually, I got mine done there. Oh, <laughs> so you had to cross over the other side of town. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's but uh, yeah, a bit of a. Bit of a rivalry between the football team's people growing up there. Usually mm. less stereotypical in West Devonport. Okay. Gotcha. Tell us about this sign. Uh, as far as the rumours go around Devonport, what are people saying? Who is the culprit? Well, my sources, they uh, inform me that the culprit owns a scooter. <gasps> Electric or razor? Well, it could actually be a kickflip. Well, well, sorry, a ripstick. What is it? Ripstick? <laughs> I think that's it. They're still around, Wait, aren't they? Okay. I can see someone vandalising a sign <laughs> then hightailing it away on their ripstick. Hey, now, Kynan, be, be careful with what you're saying, all right, because I, I don't want you to, you know, sn sn snitches get stitches, bro. <laughs> oh, absolutely, Are you gonna... mate. Absolutely. 
Okay, so I don't want you to get in trouble just for this, but um, but what's the buzz like on social media? Is is it is it popping off? It's hot. It's hot. It's <laughs> it's it's pretty a lot at the moment, or as the young people are calling it, lit. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Uh, there's so it got posted to a local meme page out of Lonnie, and that's blown up massive. I think it's on Lad Bible now as well, or something. Not <laughs> that that's a really reliable okay. So this international now. Yeah, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, any word on the mad lad who pulled it off? (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a few usual suspects that walk around old East Dev and do little ratty things or have... I mean, me and my mates got chased with a knife one time after we did Ding Dong Ditch one time, so it's it's an interesting neighbourhood. (laughs) You know, you knock on the door three times and you run away? Oh, Nick knocking. (laughs) What's with the bad language down in Devonport? What's going on down there? Kynan, what are you presiding over here, mate? So, so Kynan, you've you've laid us down, uh, you've, you know, you've filled us in on this tea. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Is there any any other extra tea, a little top up of uh, glasses? Oh, well, mate, Tasmania's a very interesting area with a lot of little, I guess you'd say, gossips or rumours going around, but there's like a little... At the back of uh, Bernie, oh so like you can literally travel think, there and you can see that. I don't think we can say that, mate. Oh, oh my god! Sorry. I'm just letting All you know right. it's lucky like it's we're legit, on a podcast, my legit. friend. <laughs> if you were on Triple J live radio, you would have been dumped <laughs> off air. Ten seconds away, right. there would have been a weird thing. Right, but I would have come I back with you sweating. We'd have to go into a meeting. There'd be editorial policies. But the good news is, my friend, you've just been bleeped, and it's our first uh, first official bleeping oh, okay. of someone of a listener on all day breakfast. Right, so congratulations, Kynan. No, we're getting off before before we lose our jobs. Come on, thanks, Kynan. We'll catch you later, please. mate. Thanks, mate. No, you're legend. Cheers. Um, look, there we go, Matt O'Kine. That's that's our Tasmanian reporter. <laughs> Kynan, uh, getting in touch with all the hot goss or uh, tea uh, from his t- <laughs> from his town. Uh, I think that was slightly confusing. You got to stop using your, your hot new interesting lingo. internet lingo. I'm mate. Sorry, man. But uh, no, thank you to Kynan. And hey, if you've got any tea from your town, hit us up, <laughs> matt.n.alex. I'm keen. Yeah, I hit us with goss. your Earl Grey. Hit us with your English breakfast. You know, whatever you're at, we're happy to take it. This is Matt and Alex's bottomless brunch. All the best bits from the all-day breakfast show out of the Tupperware, reheated and served up again for your listening pleasure. This is when we chatted to Hannah. She basically told us this out of nowhere because we were talking about... Um, uh, Particular what sounds put you off, you know, because we had a, the sound of someone chewing in between uh, some of our segments mm. in this uh, podcast. And so, yeah, a few people got in touch, said, guys, you gotta, you got to stop the chewing sound. It, it just it grosses me out. And so we thought, okay, well, what, what else grosses you out? Well, you know? and had it told us. It's something that bothers me to the depth of my soul, and it's when I overthink a bird on a power line and how tightly they must have their little bird hands wound up to be able to hold on and stand up straight. It just gives me the willies. <laughs> so that's that's what irks Hannah. Now, the thing that irks me about that, would you call them bird hands or bird feet? Because I think the wings very... would be the hands mm. and then the little bird feet are holding on really tight, clenching. That's... And apologies, Hannah, if you're listening and picturing it again, but um, that's what I'd call them. Well, so many people have messaged in since then and said, dude, ever since Hannah said it, I keep wondering, like, how they're not... It's like how they don't just fall down, you well, know, just because they're gripping down. so hard. <laughs> and they're also, you know, they've got a very small... The centre of balance for them works with mm. their skinny legs and stuff. And we're trying to and think they, of a, a, cert, a thing to call this phenomenon. You know, it's just something you think about, which puts you off at our producer, Sam, goes... Squirmies. And so, <laughs> and so that's what we're going to refer to this uh, phenomenon from now on. What gives you the squirmies? Um. <laughs> you know, you know, when I finished my third year at university, <laughs> oh, and when, when I when I put the final full stop on my novel, you know, yeah. I when I wrote I my. Didn't think <laughs> Thesis on feminist <laughs> film theory. I didn't think my career would lead to what gives you the squirmies. But Ava has got in touch. Hey boys, rubbing bather material together makes me gag. When when are people doing that? 
rubbing bather material together. It's it's more. I think I think the maybe if you're sitting too close to someone else who's in bathers, you know. Sure. I, I the thing that makes me I I, I don't like uh, is you know that. Uh, uh. The thing that gives you the squirmies. Well, it doesn't give me the squirmies, <laughs> but it's the bather. When you sit on the bathers on the concrete, the itchy bum, you know, right. that gets me. Right, this is ridiculous. Oh. Jordoz says, I don't like very large groups of animals doing nothing. <laughs> Humans are fine, but animals, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming he means like on the savannah plains or something, you know, like uh, Okavanga Delta zebras and stuff, yeah. just looking, just... Just lurking. What does he think they're up to no good or something? I don't looking dodgy. Oh, oh, I, oh, I agree with this one. Something gives Leland the squirmies. Uh, subway workers using an ice cream scoop to place tuna on a sandwich. That is squirmy inducing. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, we've also got some calls as well. It's a uh, very big all day breakfast welcome to Lydia from Melbourne. Hey, Lydia. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, what gives you the squirmies? Oh, my God. When two rolls of toilet paper rub together. Okay, so full rolls. Yes. And do you mean like back and forth horizontally or like turning like cogs? Like back and forth horizontally. The two ends, if they rub together, no thank you. But, I mean, is this in what situation? Like in the packet when you're carrying it home and you're sort of, it's underneath your arm and they're all just rubbing together? You don't like that? No, I can handle in the packet, but as soon as you open it and you've got to put it away... That is not my job. <laughs> so, so you put what you'd ideally not have a double stacker toilet paper anywhere in your house. Yeah, hundred percent. What about? I mean, we've got one of those tubes next to the toilet with <gasps> like you know three rolls stacked end on end on end, like a, a shish cheap. kebab. <laughs> yeah. So you know you know you're not into that. I just sort of like I just gag a little bit and just push through it. <laughs> Goodness me. Um, how often would you think about toilet paper rolls rubbing end to end? Just whenever I see more than one. If there is one lone toilet paper roll, that's totally fine. We can be friends. If there's more than one, I just know. Just know. <laughs> but wait, if, you're, if you see one, do you get a little bit on edge thinking another one could come out and be on top and it would be gross if that was happening? Yeah, I just get a bit sweaty, you know, a bit panicked. So when everyone was rushing out to buy toilet paper, you were just sitting back thinking, take it. No, Get I those just... multiples out of my sight. <laughs> well, you know, we've got a great storage system, so I've got it sorted so that I'm never in charge of that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, what's your storage system? <laughs> it's a two, two-pronged system. So there's, <laughs> there's always one spare roll in the toilet and then the rest is packed away in a cupboard and I just let my boyfriend know if it needs to be moved <laughs> from the cupboard. <laughs> Seems like a great system for you. Uh, but anyway, Lydia, I really appreciate it. Uh, that is an interesting, squirmy <laughs> addition. Uh, Eddie from Brisbane as well. Hello, Eddie. G'day, Sash Grevelitz. Now, tell us, Eddie, <laughs> what gives you the squirmies, mate? Oh, uh, styrofoam coming out of a, a box of something new that you've just bought. You won't catch me taking that out. It's what? Too, it's disgusting. Hearing the styrofoam squeak. No, you're cooked. That is the best feeling in the world. When you bought like a new printer or, or, or a VCR <laughs> and, you, and you get to do that slide out of the box and all the hard foams there, you just slip it off each end. Ooh. Not a chance in hell will I be doing that. Is it the sound that does it? Yeah, it's the sound, but I think the feeling more, how it touches your fingers, it goes all the way through my body to my toes and then to the ends of my teeth where I'm really scared. <laughs> oh, Eddie, I'm with you on the sound. Don't know so much about your teeth being affected, but um, I really appreciate you giving us a call. Cheers. Thanks, we'll catch Eddie. you later. And Cambridge from Brizzy, what gives you the squirmies? Um, the rubbing of butter and flour together, it just, when you're, like, making scones, it just gives me, like, shivers down my spine. Wait, there's a proper name for that, isn't it, where you rub it in together? What's the... Matt, you did a cooking show uh, once. What's that name? Is it, no, is it crumb, crumbing? No, I don't Folding know. Folding it in know. or something? I think it's just... I don't know. It always just says rub it in and... Oh, and then you sometimes get that, like, flour on flour as well between your fingers. Oh, even worse. 
That's, I mean, when it all gets stuck on your fingers, it's a bit annoying. But, I mean, the rub, that's that's a beautiful process, especially when you know you're going to shove delicious biscuits <laughs> in your mouth. No, it's, that, it's the chalkiness. Those two textures should not come together. It's Goodness so gross. Mate. Like, right. you just wish you had a spoon. Well, appreciate you giving us a call for that one, Cambridge. Uh, thank you very much uh, for chatting to us. <laughs> we might do this final uh, message from Katie Rose, who says... Uh, something that gives her the squirmies. Kangaroo tails and the fact that they sit on them. Yuck! <laughs> if, you have, if you have something that is, uh, doesn't make you feel too nice, or a.k.a. gives you the squirmies, uh, please get in touch. Matt.ad.alex. While Matt and Alex enjoy an extra serving of bacon at their local cafe, you long weekend. These are some of their best bits. Matt and Alex's bottomless brunch. Oh, we had some laughs. Didn't we? I mean, it has been really fun. I mean, the world at times has been horrible over the last month, but tell you what, Matt O'Kind, coming in here and talking about it with you, been a very, a bit of a shining light in my life. So thank you very much for uh, hanging out with me for this last month. It's been really great, and uh, we thank you so much for getting in touch with us. By all means, uh, you can always get in touch with us. You might be listening to this from the future, from the year 3000. And your juice could be some sort of nuclear waste, which is dribbling off a fissure in a desolate volcano. Um, and so get, please tell us about your juice because... Yeah, we, hopefully we'll still have a Discord um, by then. <laughs> well, it's future-proof, the Discord. You, I mean, we're already ahead your, of most radio shows by having a Discord. Use your third arm that uh, reaches from your chest whilst you scuttle out of your little wormhole because the Armageddon still rains upon you. But... If this is your first <laughs> Matt and Alex experience for 2020 as well, we really appreciate you uh, joining us. You are now uh, potentially a little bit up to speed, and so uh, you can join us tomorrow. Tuesday is going to be our next uh, live, live show. We're going to be talking to you about all Tuesday's news uh, and issues and some things that have nothing to do with a Tuesday and could just be talking about uh, Devonport or uh, <laughs> what else did we do? You know, for nude, nude for things. One of- for our best Urine bits collection. show, <laughs> for our best bits show, this is one of the worst outros by Miles. <laughs> well, should I play some theme bed music? <laughs> That's it. Thank you. We've oh, been man. Matt and Alex. You've been the best. It's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, guys.